0: there the dust that saturates the air gives such rays the appearance of a luminous fog but above water as well as under water shafts of electric light are transmitted with incomparable clarity meanwhile we went ever onward and these vast plains of sand seemed endless my hands parted liquid curtains that closed again behind me and my footprints faded swiftly under the water's pressure soon scarcely blurred by their distance from us the forms of some objects took shape before my eyes i recognized the lower slopes of some magnificent rocks carpeted by the finest zoophyte specimens and right off i was struck by an effect unique to this medium by then it was ten o'clock in the morning the sun's rays hit the surface of the waves at a fairly oblique angle decomposing by refraction as though passing through a prism and when this light came in contact with flowers rocks buds seashells and polyps the edges of these objects were shaded with all seven hues of the solar spectrum this riot of rainbow tints was a wonder a feast for the eyes a genuine kaleidoscope of red green yellow orange violet indigo and blue In short, the whole palette of a color-happy painter. If only I had been able to share with Conseil the intense sensations rising in my brain, competing with him in exclamations of wonderment! If only I had known, like Captain Nemo and his companion, how to exchange thoughts by means of prearranged signals! So, for lack of anything better, I talked to myself. I declaimed inside this copper box that topped my head, spending more air on empty words than was perhaps advisable. Conseil, like me, had stopped before this splendid sight. Obviously, in the presence of these zoophyte and mollusk specimens, the fine lad was classifying his head off. Polyps and echinoderms abounded on the sea floor various isis coral cornularian coral living in isolation tufts of virginal genus oculina formerly known by the name white coral prickly fungus coral in the shape of mushrooms sea anemone holding on by their muscular discs providing a literal flower bed adorned by jellyfish from the genus porpita wearing collars of azure tentacles and starfish that spangled the sand, including vein like feather stars from the genus Asterphyton, that were like fine lace embroidered by the hands of water nymphs, their festoons swaying to the faint undulations caused by our walking. It filled me with real chagrin to crush underfoot the gleaming mollusk samples that littered the sea floor by the thousands, concentric comb shells, hammer shells. Coquina, sea shells that actually hop around, top shell snails, red helmet shells, angel wing conchs, sea hares, and so many other exhibits from this inexhaustible ocean. But we had to keep walking, and we went forward while overhead there scudded schools of Portuguese men of war that let their ultramarine tentacles drift in their wakes medusas whose milky white or dainty pink parasols were festooned with azure tassels and shaded us from the sun's rays plus jellyfish of the species pelagia panopyra that in the dark would have strewn our path with phosphorescent glimmers all these wonders i glimpsed in the space of a quarter of a mile barely pausing following captain nemo whose gestures kept beckoning me onward soon the nature of the seafloor changed the plains of sand were followed by a bed of that viscous slime americans call ooze which is composed exclusively of sea-shells rich in limestone or silica then we crossed a prairie of algae open-sea plants that the waters hadn't yet torn loose whose vegetation grew in wild profusion soft to the foot these densely textured lawns would have rivalled the most luxuriant carpets woven by the hand of man but while this greenery was sprawling under our steps it didn't neglect us overhead the surface of the water was crisscrossed by a floating arbor of marine plants belonging to that superabundant algae family that numbers more than two thousand known species i saw long ribbons of fucus drifting above me some globular others tubular laurencia cladostephus with the slenderest foliage radamenia palmata resembling the fan shapes of cactus i observe that green-colored plants kept closer to the surface of the sea while reds occupied a medium depth which left blacks and browns in charge of designing gardens and flower beds in the ocean's lower strata these algae are a genuine prodigy of creation one of the wonders of world flora this family produces both the biggest and smallest vegetables in the world because just as forty thousand near invisible buds have been counted in one five square millimeter space so also have fucus plants been gathered that were over five hundred meters long we had been gone from the nautilus for about an hour and a half it was almost noon i spotted this fact in the perpendicularity of the sun's rays which were no longer refracted the magic of these solar colours disappeared little by little with emerald and sapphire shades vanishing from our surroundings altogether we walked with steady steps that rang on the seafloor with astonishing intensity the tiniest sounds were transmitted with a speed to which the ear is unaccustomed on shore in fact water is a better conductor of sound than air and under the waves noises carry four times as fast. Just then, the seafloor began to slope sharply downward. The light took on a uniform hue. We reached a depth of one hundred meters, by which point we were undergoing a pressure of ten atmospheres. But my diving clothes were built along such lines that I never suffered from this pressure. I felt only a certain tightness in the joints of my fingers, and even this discomfort soon disappeared. As for the exhaustion bound to accompany a two hour stroll in such unfamiliar trappings, it was nil. Helped by the water, my movements were executed with startling ease. Arriving at this three hundred foot depth, I still detected the sun's rays, but just barely. Their intense brilliance had been followed by a reddish twilight, a midpoint between day and night. But we could see well enough to find our way, and it still wasn't necessary to activate the Rumkorff device. Just then Captain Nemo stopped. He waited until I joined him. Then he pointed a finger at some dark masses outlined in the shadows a short distance away. It's the forest of Crespo Island, I thought, and I was not mistaken. End of chapter sixteen.